In this presentation, we will take a look at reminders related to the education credits. This information can be found in publication 970. Educational institutions EIN number is required. That's the employer identification number. So like us with the social security number, the institutions as well are of course just a number. We gotta give the number the EIN number so that the IRS knows who they are by number. Back to the text. To claim the American Opportunity Credit, you must provide the Educational Institution's Employer Identification Number, EIN, on Form 8863. You should be able to obtain this information from Form 1098-T or the Educational Institution. Here is an example of Form 8863 Education Credits, including the American Opportunity and Lifetime Learning Credits. Just to get a view of it, we'll come back to this item as we take a look at different scenarios in the future. But here's just page one of it. And then we have page two. This information then may go forward to populate some of the new schedules that are included to the Form 1040, including Schedule 3. So Schedule 3 may be then included in this amount now having the 1500 then that would flow on to the 1040 and just this practice example we have the 15,000 of the adjusted gross income we have the 1500 on line 12 and 1000 on line 17 with the reference in part c or line c to form 8863 again this is just an example of the form 8863 we'll go back to some more specific examples as we look at specific situ situations in future presentations back to the text form 8862 may be required if your american opportunity credit was denied or reduced for any reason other than a math or clerical error for any tax year beginning after 2015 you must attach a completed form 8862 information to claim certain refundable credits after disallowance to your tax return for the next year for which you claim the credit form 1098t tuition statement when figuring an education credit use only the amounts you paid and are deemed to have paid during the tax year for qualified education expenses in most cases the student should uh, receive a form 1098t so typically we're going to have expenses which will include the tuition typically we'll get a form a 1098t remember when we see a 1099 that's usually income that we have to report a 1098 is often something good some possible thing that we might have some benefit this thing possibly having a benefit with relation to credit having a credit for taxes back to the text from el eligible institutional from eligible educational institutions by january 31st 2019 so at the end of the year you should get it by the end of january 31st following the close of the year for which the tuitions apply however the amount on form 1098t might be different from the amount you actually paid and are deemed to have paid so there could be some disparity the easiest type of form that you would have which would be of course a 1098t and just be using that number that would be the easiest situation that would also cause the the least confusion in that simple situation because of course the 1098t will also be given to the irs so the irs if they see the same number on the 1098t as being claimed on the tax return their system just their computer system will probably just say well that looks normal that looks uh okay 
if there's a difference, then it's more likely that the computer system will say, ah, there's a little bit of a difference here. Uh, maybe we should, you know, it's more likely it could be looked into if it's, if it's the same. I'm not saying it's going to be audited or not audited. I'm just saying, and it could be different and there might be a good reason for it to be different. But just note that the easiest scenario would be that it would be the same. And then, of course, the system from the IRS side would match those up very easily automatically with an automated system. And that would be the clearest way. But if there is a difference, that could be the case and doesn't necessarily mean things are wrong. In other words, back to the text. In addition, the Form 1098-T should give you other information for that institution, such as adjustments made for prior years, the amount of scholarships or grants, reimbursements or refunds, and whether the student was enrolled at least half-time or was a graduate student. The eligible educational institution may ask for a completed form W-9-S, request for students or borrowers taxpayer identification number and certification or similar statement to obtain the student's name, address, and taxpayer identification number. So, of course, they need this information to report to yourself the name, the address, where they're going to send it to, identification number, and, of course, so they can provide this Form 1098-T to the IRS, which means they're going to need that your numbers as well in terms of who you are to the IRS, social security numbers, who you are to the IRS, so that they could provide that. Their address would be necessary and you want to make sure that that is updated if you're moving around because you want to make sure that you can receive the 1098T. Oftentimes, they'll give you an email too and, and may be able to provide resources for tax information electronically as well. Back to the text. Form 1098-T requirement. To be eligible to claim the American Opportunity Credit or the Lifetime Learning Credit, the law requires a taxpayer or dependent to have received Form 1098-T tuition statement from an eligible institution, whether domestic or foreign. However, you may claim a credit if the student doesn't receive a Form 1098-T because the student's educational institution isn't required to furnish a Form 1098-T to student under existing rules. So note that the vast majority of the situations we would get a 1098-T be very straightforward. We'd use that information to fill out our, what our records. Uh, however, there could be situations that it's possible that we don't get a, a 1098-T uh, in certain types of situations. Back to the text. For example, if the student is a qualified non-resident alien, has qualified educational expenses paid entirely with scholarships, has qualified education expenses paid under a formal billing arrangement, or is enrolled in courses which, for which no academic credit is awarded. If a student's educational institution isn't required to provide a Form 1098-T to the students, you may claim a credit without a Form 1098-T if you otherwise qualify, can demonstrate that you, or a dependent, were enrolled at the eligible educational institution and can substantiate the payment of qualified tuition and related expenses. Of course, all this information would be there upon audit. So from a practical standpoint, if you had the Form 1098-T and you reported the same number as on the 1098-T, even the tax system would probably just say, on, on the IRS's side, would go, hmm, that looks normal, not really a problem. Uh, that would look completely normal. However, if, if you report something and the IRS does not have a 1098-T on file from the institution that matches it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong 
but the computer system itself might might just go mm, I, I don't see how those two things quite match up could and i'm saying i'm not saying it's going to be a red flag necessarily or trigger an audit or something like that but it is something that would be more likely to be questioned within an audit and may be more likely to be something that would get a letter or something like that to verify uh, what that information is and as long as you have it which would include this information uh, to show which obviously would include the canceled check to show that the check was cleared and cashed by the institution then uh, then you should be good so most situations you will have a 1098 t if you don't and you still qualify don't be scared you still go forward just make sure you have the records in case of of audit back to the text you may also claim a credit if the student attended an eligible educational institution required to furnish form 1098-T, but the student doesn't receive form 1098-T before you file the tax return. So, for example, if the institution otherwise required to furnish form 1098-T doesn't furnish it or refuse to do so, uh, and you take the following required steps after January 31st, 2019 or before the due date, for your 2018 tax return, you or the student must request that the educational institution furnish a Form 1098-T. You must fully cooperate with the educational institution's efforts to gather the information needed to furnish the Form 1098-T. You must also otherwise qualify for the benefit, be able to demonstrate that you or a dependent were enrolled at an eligible educational institution, and substantiate the payment of qualified tuition related to the expenses. So if you have a kind of a situation where you're you're actively doing your due diligence to get this information, the 1098-T, and the school is refusing for whatever reason, and there could be various reasons why this might be, but in any case, we would want to verify that we did our due diligence to find and get that information. So if it's just the fact that it could quite possibly be that they don't have the right address or something like that, well, then we should be able to go to the institution and get the documentation. If there's some other reason for it, then we want to make sure that we have uh, the recorded, the, the documentation and the information ourselves, and that would include the canceled check or knowing that the payment has been made in case of an audit. And Back to the text. Ban on claiming the American Opportunity Credit. If you claim the American Opportunity Credit even though you're not eligible, you may be banned from claiming the credit for 2 to 10 years depending on the conduct. So you don't want to basically falsify the claiming of the American Opportunity Credit because they could go above and beyond and one of the restrictions or one of the penalties could be the banning of taking the American Opportunity Credit in the future. Which Back to the text. Taxpayer identification number TIN needed by due date of return. If you haven't been issued a TIN by the due date of your 2018 return, including extension, you can't claim the American Opportunity Credit on either your original or amended 2018 return. Also, the American Opportunity Crescent isn't allowed on either your original or an amended 2018 return for a student who hasn't been issued a TIN number by the due date of your return so including the extension so in essence we need that taxpayer identification number often being of course the social security number back to the text coordination with the pell grants and other scholarships or fellowship grants it may be it may benefit you to choose to include otherwise tax-free scholarships or fellowship grants in income this may increase your education credit and lower 
your total tax or increase your refund. See coordination with Pell Grants and other scholarships or fellowship grants so we can take a look at that more kind of a special situations in later presentations. Back to the text. Achieving a better life experience, ABLE account. This is a savings account for individuals with disabilities and their families. Distributions are tax-free if used to pay the, the beneficiaries qualified disability expenses, which may include education expenses. For information, see publication 907. You can find that. Go to the IRS website, irs.gov publication or pub 907 tax highlights for persons with disabilities estimated tax payments if you have taxable income from any of your education benefits and the tax and the payer doesn't withhold enough income you may need to make estimated tax payments for more information see publication 505 so in other words if if you got uh, education benefits from an employer and they were taxable meaning a form of payment that they gave to you was in the form of education and it's not something that we can exclude from gross income but have to include it and that would result in higher taxes possibly so if there's no withholding on those benefits because they're benefits that possibly are taxable but not uh, something they can be withhold held on because they're they're um, going to be benefits that aren't cash benefits then it may be something that's going to increase your income and you would need to make estimated payments uh, to to offset the fact that your income is going up. So the income would be going up. We want to make sure that we're paying the right estimated taxes for it.